This show is mostly based on works of fiction, therefore any resemblance to real people or actual events is highly unlikely. Woe to you of Earth and Sea. Welcome to Satan is My Superhero, a show about art, culture, history and the devil. I'm your host, Judas Falling. In this episode, we will be looking at some of the ancient deities and demons that have arguably had an influence on the modern idea of the Judeo-Christian devil. Horns, cloven hooves, serpent tail, trident, red, you know the one. So hundreds, maybe even a thousand years before the children of Abraham started writing down their ideas, a bloke by the name of Zoroaster was getting around modern-day Iran preaching about one true God. What do you mean there's just one God? That's right. Just one. Who's your god of the harvest? The one and only god. Aha. So who's your god of war then? No, it's just one. It's the same one. He's the god of everything. So you believe there's just one god running every single thing in the whole universe all at once, all by himself? That's right. That would explain a lot. According to Zoroastrian tradition, Ahura Mazda is an uncreated being that dreamed up this whole universe. His main antagonist is Angru Mainu. As with anything like this, there are different accounts of what Angru Mainu is. Just like Satan in the Old Testament, Angru Mainu does not originally appear as a name. It doesn't seem to be an entity, but rather a description. In this case, it is a destructive or chaotic mind or spirit. It's really about having bad thoughts. Thinking good thoughts is an important part of Zoroaster's doctrine. Only think good thoughts. Only think good thoughts. Only think good thoughts. Excuse me, but would you mind passing this old blind leper his stick? I seem to have dropped it. Get away from me, scum. Can't you see I'm concentrating on being a good person right now? In some stories, Angramenu is the twin brother of Ahura Mazda. In some stories, Angramenu is like an angel created by Ahura Mazda who fell from grace. Oh, really? I haven't seen him at the meetings. In one creation story, Ahura Mazda creates a man and a bull. Meanwhile, Angramenu creates snakes and flies. Then Angramenu murders the man and the bull. The man's body becomes a seed that sprouts the first human couple, while the bull becomes a seed of, well, pretty much all other life on Earth. Angramenu also convinces this human couple to tell the first lie. No matter what you actually think, always say they look great. Always! So here we have Angramenu, responsible for the creation of humanity and is connected to snakes, flies and lies. I love this guy. According to Zoroastrian tradition, the end of the world will come when the forces of good finally overcome the forces of evil. The hills and mountains will melt and that molten lava will flow across the world in rivers. Everyone, including all our raised from the dead ancestors, will have to wade through the molten magma. To good people, it'll feel like warm milk. It's not too bad once you get used to it. I guess good people have asbestos legs or something. Anyway, to the bad people, the molten magma will feel like, you know... Molten magma. I don't know what you're all crying about. It's lovely. You should have lived your lives better. The lava will eventually flow down into hell and destroy Angramenu. Armageddon much? Oh, Steve Buscemi was great in that film. Zoroastrians like to build fire temples and in fact almost always pray to their god in the presence of fire. It's a gateway to the eternal. Lord of the Light from Game of Thrones much? Zoroaster liked to demonize the existing deities in his homeland to the point that hundreds of years later, those old gods were simply the demons of his religion. 
The fact that they had been worshipped as deities in their own rights at one time was completely forgotten. As far as anyone knew, they were evil spirits invented within the confines of the current religion. It's business. The new religion is the cocky salesperson who sweeps the opposition's product off the shelf and stacks theirs in its place. Don't be that douche. In Europe, the Christian church demonised the pagan and wicked religions to the point where we ended up with the witch trials, inquisitions and crusades. Any deviation from the company line was described as devil-worshipping. Are you reading a book? Yes. Is it the Bible? Um, no. Devil-worshipper. So anyway, Abraham's people came into contact hard with the Zoroastrian religion around their exile to Babylon in the 6th century BCE. Before and during the writing of the books of Ezekiel, Daniel, Enoch, Jubilees, Numbers, Kings, Chronicles, Zechariah and Job. These are the books that the Christians will use to mould our modern day devil. It's pretty well accepted that this contact with Zoroastrianism had an influence on Judaism, and I'm sure it did, but this dualistic approach to a good God, bad God was definitely picked up by the early Christians, maybe even as early as Jesus himself, if he ever existed. Stop it. You've probably heard of the Akkadian god Baal. Like so many names from antiquity, Baal isn't necessarily a name but a title. It's equivalent to Lord, so Baal-zebub is Lord of Flies. Why do we not use that word for flies? Zebub, if that doesn't better describe a fly, I don't know what does. Anyway, the point is, when talking about the old god Baal, we might sometimes be talking about different gods, as the word Baal is applied to a lot of different gods. The writers of the Old and New Testaments didn't bother discriminating most of the time when demonising any of the Baals. Hey, it's your editor here. Just got some notes on your first draft. Okay? You mentioned Baal a lot. Which Baal are you referring to? Double worshipper! Baal Hadid would, I guess, be the most prominent of the Baals. Hadid is a storm god, weather being very important to the early agriculturalists of Mesopotamia and surrounds. He is usually depicted wearing a bull headdress with two prominent horns sticking out. In one story, Hadid has gotten too big for his boots and his dad, Al, makes one of his other sons, Yam, supreme god. Baal does not take this well. His dad sends messengers to him, you know, to let him know he has to bow to his brother Yam, and Hadid just keeps not replying. I believe this is the earliest written account of ghosting. Eventually, Hadid and Yam fight it out. During the ensuing chaos, our storm god fights and defeats a seven-headed monster called Lotar. All the best beasts have seven heads. In another story, in order to deceive Mot, the god of death, Baal has sex with a heifer. Look if it's that or dying. You know. Now I know what you're thinking. Why does Judas think this guy is a precursor to Satan? I'm glad you asked. He really shouldn't be. He wasn't an evil entity. There was that time he had sex with the heifer, but, you know, different times. He was a victim of a filthy smear campaign. The movers and shakers in Judaism, Christianity and Zoroastrianism, for that matter, were constantly fighting off the influence of the other competing religions. Most of what they wrote wasn't so much apocalyptic prophecy or even philosophy as it was just propaganda. They were fighting a war of mind control. Excuse me, Moses. Sorry to bother you, but we've got a scheduling problem. This Sabbath. Yeah, scheduling problem of the Sabbath. Right. We've got a ball thing to do on that day. Yeah, a ball thing on the same day. Oh, for f- ah. Thanks, guys. How many times have we got to go over this? 
You can't worship Baal and Yahweh. I can't go through this time and time again. I know it's hard to remember all the rules, but come on, guys. It's the first one. That's why we put it first. So you think move the Baal thing then? In the Phoenician city of Tyre, Baal Kanaim, Lord of Two Horns, was worshipped as the local supreme deity. Roman chroniclers would later claim children were sacrificed to this god. That may be Christian propaganda, but it doesn't matter. We have more horns and now some dirty laundry. Child sacrifice. Baal, have you been accepting child sacrifices? No. Baal, are you lying to me? Yeah. Attar was a god of war and thunder, again going by many different names in this region. Most interestingly for us, Attar is associated with Venus, the morning star. He usurps Baal only to then be thrown down to the underworld where he now rules. Nicest guy. Nicest guy. Always brings cookies. In some accounts, it is Attar himself who, after sitting on the throne and realising he's too short for it, gives up the kingdom and voluntarily goes to the underworld. Oh, sorry guys, I just realised I left something behind in the underworld. I'll be right back. By the way, I'm not coming back. In a Canaanite myth, Halley, a name for Venus, or the morning star again, attempts to climb higher in the skies than all the other gods, but fails and is cast down. Yeah, I'm higher than all you. Uh, as, yeah. <laughs> uh, this myth is the one believed to be referenced in Ezekiel 28 when he tears strips of the king of Tyre. The Hittites had Nurgle, a god of fire, who used trickery to invade and take over running the underworld. He's got a girlfriend now. Sounds serious. For obvious reasons, the Greek god Hades is considered to be an influence on the evolution of Satan. The name Hades is thought to mean the unseen one, and he was the god of the underworld and riches. I'd like to speak to the manager. I can help. What seems to be the problem? I shouldn't be here. I'm very wealthy. Oh, I see. Well, as you know, Hades is the god of the underworld and wealth. So? Well, they're intrinsically linked. You've had one, now you get the other. I'm sorry, there's nothing more I can do for you, madam. How dare you assume my gender? Hades plays a part in the overthrow of his father, Kronos, and kidnaps his own niece-slash-wife, Persephone. So, not the best of people, but among the pantheon of Greek gods, you know, not the worst. Also in Greek mythology, Phaeton, son of the sun god Helios, wanted a turn at driving the sun chariot for a day. Dad, 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 can I drive? Dad, 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 can I drive? Dad, 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 can I drive? His dad does let him drive. He does a terrible job, freezing the earth in some places and scorching it in others. Zeus has to throw a thunderbolt at him, knocking him out of the chariot where he falls to his death. Sorry about that. But importantly, here we have a light bringer falling to earth once again. Let's go, boys! I'm going to take a short break from the show right now to talk about my sponsors and Patreon. I don't currently have sponsors or Patreon, but if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by buying my novel. It's called Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. It's available through Amazon. You don't need a Kindle to read it. Almost any digital device will do. Don't forget, Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. Now, back to the show. Pan was the Greek god of music, sex, shepherds and their sheep. Yeah, that's right. Sex, shepherds and their sheep. 
I'm not going to say any more. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Pan was the Justin Bieber of Greek gods, so early Christians probably saw his likeness everywhere. Probably didn't care to start with. But it's easy to go from not caring about something to hating it if you have to see it everywhere, all the time. Just like Justin Bieber's face. He doesn't speak for me, Justin. Pan had little goat horns and hooves for feet. This is the teenaged version of the devil you know today. Enki was the Sumerian god of creation, water, crafts, knowledge and mischief. My favourite tidbit about Enki is he gets himself pregnant by drinking his own semen. He only told everyone that so they'd try it themselves doesn't work, by the way. I mean, it's not particularly satanic, but I just wanted to mention the semen. Although Enki does wear a horned crown. There's lots of competing gods around who often enjoy presenting a horned head. It's been in fashion for thousands of years by now in what we'll call the Near East. Bulls show up all the time in the mythologies. We've seen it ourselves in this episode. The bull was regarded as a symbol of fertility. And we've certainly seen some fertility. Looking at you, Enki. So horns on the head had no connotations of evil. That was never the point. The bull signifies crops in the field and children in the house. That's as good as life gets prior to the Industrial Revolution. It's plain to see the evolutionary pressure on the early church to put horns on Satan. How will we know the false gods? Oh, it's easy peasy. The false gods have horns. And false gods is bad, right? Oh, for (laughs) sakes, not again. Listen, false gods, bad. Really bad. Like, they're the, the, the worst. There's nothing more good. This is just... Look for the horns, all right? Just look for the horns. In Egyptian mythology, there are two lords of chaos who can loosely be associated with Satan. The trickster Set murders his brother Osiris and cuts him up, dispersing his body parts all over Egypt to claim the throne. I have a package for you. Who's it from? Set. Any idea what it is? Yes, and my advice to you, don't open it. Well, I'm definitely going to open it now. I know. Nice nightmare, sucker! The other devilish demon is Apep, often depicted as a serpent. He would stalk the underworld, trying to trap the sun god Ra there during the night so dawn might never come again to the earth. Now, even though Set and Apep were both lords of darkness, they were enemies. Set defends and rescues Ra each night from the clutches of Apep. Over time, Set starts getting big-headed with his power and believing himself the only one who can defeat Apep. He starts telling everyone he might just let Apep win next time. Anyway, long story short, Set gets his comeuppance, and I love this quote from Apep after Set's been castrated. What you felt is worse than the sting of a scorpion. You will suffer from its effect forever. You will never go a god thing. Burn. Always thought you had such a... Always thought you had such a nice set of balls. Always thought you had such a... Always thought you had such a nice set of balls. And all packaged up in such a lovely scrotum. Interestingly, in one text, Apep's name is always written in red. Some scholars believe this was significant and red was the colour of malignance. Set was often depicted in art as having red hair and because of this, in Egypt, he was associated with foreigners and became the god of foreign trade. So to all you redheads out there, you have a patron in ancient Egypt. Welcome to Egypt, redheaded stranger. Now to get you started... Here's a map to the pyramids, some complimentary tokens for the Sphinx ride, and a 20% off voucher for any mummification you'd like to get done while you're here. As my pop was so poorly researched, I can only ask, are there any other stereotypical cliches about ancient Egypt I can help you with? Um, 
Yeah, what I really need is some shade. Set's favourite food was lettuce, which Egyptians believed excreted semen. Did you just wedge some semen in again? So in conclusion, I think we can see the blueprints for today's Satan were laid out through the demonization of other people's beliefs. We look back on antiquity and scoff at their quaint ways, but demonizing of the other still goes on today unabated. The internet is awash with people demonizing each other over things as silly as what words they can use. We're even in the process of demonizing something as innocent and cute and cuddly and furry and warm and lovely as little old fossil fuels. Are you serious? Okay, I was joking about the fossil fuels, but there is a real evil, malignant, environmentally destructive force in this universe that has already laid low the nations. To fill you in, I'd like to quote avowed enemy of Satan, Pastor Phil Arms from Phil Arms Life Reach Ministries, who may or may not have been on drugs when he wrote this sermon. I'm serious about the drugs. There is a story. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic, of the satanic. But while you might not take it quite seriously, I assure you that demons take it quite seriously. Satan takes it quite seriously. And that's why Satan is my superhero. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, you know the drill. But more importantly, please recommend this show to just one person. I mean literally one person. Choose that person well. Put on your best, Karen. Okay, I need to. Yep, Karen up. Karen, okay. I'm a Karen. Okay.